What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, party people? Welcome to the Patas Sucias podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining in. This is episode one. We're going to dive into it. August 24th. A lot of things going on today. Uh, most notably this. Decided to jump into the podcast pools here. See what the uh, the whole rage is about. So this is all going to be trial and error, man. I'm going to jump in. Do what I know how to do, which is improvise. You know, kind of run with it adapt to things and uh see where it goes Uh, i've been looking for kind of an outlet to speak my mind a little bit uh still debating still trying to muster up the courage to maybe do like a little stand-up comedy night so uh we'll get into that later into the show but uh for now just want to welcome you guys all in i hope that you guys enjoy it uh, if you guys are doing podcasting already, hey man, shoot me some tips. Uh, you know, always uh, looking to learn. So, what in the entire world is patas sucias? It's a great question. Got a good answer for you too. So, translated loosely, patas sucias is simply just dirty feet. Why dirty feet? Well, got a fun little story for that. This was probably maybe three years ago, and uh, I take Tatiana uh, to daycare. And so, you know, daycare, you know, she's there all day, and these kids, you know, run around. But <laughs> this particular day, I remember because she was wearing a nice outfit. She looked really, you know, you can tell that she was, you know, enjoying the clothes that she was wearing and uh you know unassumingly i figured yeah you know she's gonna be showing off to her little friends and you know long story short (laughs) i go to pick this kid up and the first thing i see is just everything covered in dirt head to toe i mean her face Clothes didn't stand a chance. Her feet. And I said, you know what? You got to take off your shoes, kid. I need to see what the hell's going on. And so the minute she takes off her shoes, I just start cracking up. Because it's just absolutely filth. She's got no socks on. The, The dirt has just basically been cooking in these shoes for like the last three four hours god knows how long and i'm just sitting there cracking up i'm like niña mira nomás como traes esas patas sucias and so i take a picture of it and every once in a while i'm scrolling in my phone for pictures for stuff and that one just it came out and i was like oh my god and so it took me back to that day when I went to pick her up and I just started cracking up. And, you know, fast forward to today, I'm, you know, kind of looking at different possibilities for the name of a podcast. And uh, lo and behold, I, I, that picture just stumbles, you know, into my, my search 
again for something else that I was working on. And I said, you know what, this is a sign. So here we are. Patas Sucias episode one. And uh, you know what, this thing's going to be wide open. I'm going to get into whatever's going on. No holds barred. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But I mean, I'll start off with things that, you know, I think are... are pretty pretty cool right now uh we've got a new soccer team in oakland so we'll probably jump into that talk a little bit about that um got some preseason football who's ready man i'm sick and tired of these preseason games can we get to the regular season already i just want to jump into it uh letting a lot of talk about you know potentially shortening the preseason hey i'm on board for it let's just get these guys into practice get them rolling just go week one boom eliminate all the nonsense so you know we'll talk a little football uh let's see drivers 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 i'm not talking about your delivery drivers i'm talking about your everyday driver man i got some stories and i'm sure a lot of you out there can relate so if you got a good story go ahead and drop me a note let's talk about it man because i swear i could talk for days about the amount of people that i encounter daily that just can't drive worth a shit it's absolutely mind-boggling. So I think my next step is I'm going to get a little camera, put it on my windshield, and I'm just going to start recording. And anytime I see something, I'm bringing it back to the pod and we're going to talk about it. Because there needs to be... <laughs> A replay show for some of this stuff breaking down what could possibly be going through someone's mind when they make some of the some of these decisions or lack of decisions because I swear to God it's every day every day I see something that I'm just like wow that really just happened we'll talk about the drivers and if you're one of those drivers and you just happen to get caught man you were overdue I don't know how you're still on the road but anyways we will move on to the next segment which really is just something that you know, again, takes me to my roots. I grew up a soccer player. Ever since I was probably three, four years old. You know, got pictures of me with a soccer ball. And, you know, it all kind of starts with our father who, you know, bless him. The man was skilled. Absolutely skilled. 
and that as a young impressionable kid getting to watch him play didn't matter where but he was good and it was fun to watch and I always wanted to be like him and if not better and to be able to go down that path be able to express myself via sport take a love and passion for a team and a sport that really carried me through my adolescence you know it's only up until probably this last year that I've finally come to terms with my love for the sport as a player where I don't need the sport anymore and that's that's a hard decision to make for a lot of people especially when it's something you've been doing all of your life so you know athletes around the world can can relate to that you know you don't just cold turkey cut something out of your life that you've been doing since you were a kid without it impacting you in some kind of way but having said all that we got some exciting stuff happening Oakland Roots the Oakland Roots are getting set to, to play their first game here at Laney College and uh, this is exciting because for the longest I think we've been at least uh, soccer players, those who appreciate the sport, have been wanting to see something, you know, compete with San Jose. You know, the whole crosstown rivalry type of thing. You know, you've got the the Bay Bridge series with the A's and the Giants. You know, Raiders and Niners. Uh, it's not the same with the SoCal equivalent where you've got the Galaxy and... You know, the earthquakes, you know, NorCal, SoCal, that's, that's common, but it, I don't think it carries or means as much. Uh, but when you've got, you know, the potential for a team now to exist in Oakland and, you know, hopefully the thing works out to a point where they can make it into an MLS team and compete, that'll add some extra, extra flair to those, you know, Rivalries that I think we all, as you know, sports consumers appreciate. I mean, even LA at this point has two LA teams, and they get to go and clash against each other every once in a while. And hey, man, you do it for bragging rights, so uh, why not in the Bay Area? But this is step one, and the fun part about this whole you know roots soccer project is that. They're doing it the right way. They're doing it organically. And they're they're tapping into, you know, a, a very educated soccer community in the Bay Area. But specifically here in the East Bay. You know, they're going about it the right way, partnering with Oaklandish to, you know, distribute merchandise. I think looks like they're a primary sponsor based on what I'm seeing on the jerseys. Uh, you've got you know, open tryout formats where, hey man, if you've got the skill set and you go to one of these open tryouts and you just happen to be that guy, man, what an opportunity. You know, and uh, a couple years ago, I, I happened to work with a team that 
kind of had a similar situation. The Sac Republic came around all of a sudden, and uh, this kid, Emra Clementa, you know, all of a sudden he's like, hey man, can you make a uh, highlight video for me? I'm going to do an open tryout. I said, yeah man, I got you. I've got all the footage. Let's put something together. Let's see if uh, something pans out for you. I'm not saying the video was a direct result of that, but, you know, to be able to have the footage and help the guy out, hell, I would do that for anybody if I had the tools and, you know, most importantly, working with the team, having been there side by side, I was like, yeah, man, it's a no-brainer. Let's put it together. So... All of a sudden, he goes to this open tryout, and he winds up making the Sac Republic team when the Sac Republic first came along. And fast forward to, you know, present day, uh, up until recently, uh, and I want to say it was in the past year, uh, after being one of the, you know, top cap leaders at Sac Republic, uh, the LA Galaxy came calling and, and picked them up and said, hey man, we're going to give you a shot. And coincidentally, it's just right around the time where Slatan Ibrahimovic is coming around to the Galaxy. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, are you kidding me right now? What an opportunity. What an opportunity. To go from an open tryout participant one day to football god. I mean, I don't know where you rank players, but I think every once in a while you see a player or two that are just above mortality. Slatan, I think, is one of those players. And, you know, like him or not, those conversations will always go back and forth, but I put them in that top tier of players that you're just like, wow, I would I would love to spend 20 minutes on a field with this guy, let alone a whole season, you know, just to learn from somebody like that or even witness some of the things that he's doing. So, um, you know, hey, that's, you know, kind of where we're at with this Oakland Roots thing, you know, and again, when you're a soccer player, when you play any sport, really, your communities tend to be really big, but it's also crazy how small it makes everything feel. You know, case in point, San Lorenzo high grad, you know, I come back, help out the uh, high school team, coach them, run into this kid from Chicago wants to play for us and uh you know we try and clear him through administration but appear apparently he'd already played in chicago so you know we had to turn the kid down he was trying to find every which way to get on the field which man you know as a coach that's what you want people that want to be on the field no matter what but you know there's ethics there's standards you know there's rules and you know always always do the right thing when it comes to the rules so you know we had to Sit the kid, but following season, you know, he had the green light and uh, he tore it up. And even before that season started, you know, the kid practiced with us and we could see the type of caliber player, the type of energy and enthusiasm that, 
kind of oozed from his personality. And, uh, you know, I always told myself, like, man, this kid's going to go somewhere, you know, and to kind of watch his journey. And, you know, at every little benchmark, you know, whether it was finishing high school, you know, winning a league title, going to NCS, going to college, winning a college title, you know, graduating, going to a four-year, transferring, you know, playing semi-pro, uh, continuing to get after it and chase his dream, all the meanwhile, you know, giving back to his community, you know, working in the area, in the immediate area where he grew up, you know, where he, you know, was given an opportunity, and uh, those are the types of, you know, people that, you know, when you look back 40 years from now, you're gonna be like, man, that, that guy really made an impact in his community, in his area, uh, there's going to be a ton of people that will remember him for those things. And I'll be one of them. Uh, I'm talking about Ricardo Guerra, who happens to be one of these kids that is going to be playing on the Oakland Roots. And uh, you know, I'm super excited for the kid because, you know, again, everybody's time or opportunity comes at different points in their lives, but when you genuinely have this passion to just get after something, there's just no way that you won't get rewarded for it. I don't believe that unless, you know, some crazy thing out of your control or circumstance happens and, you know, tragedy hits or something like that. But, you know, this particular kid has got it. And I couldn't be any more prouder of her more proud of the guy um you know to see him you know with this whole new uh, oakland roots project so you know catch us out there for the first game uh, well, i've already gone in and you know i always like to kind of do things a little bit different so I actually went on to a website and made some custom oakland roots apparel you know, put out a link to a couple friends who I know are going to be there. Made the first run, sold out. So I've got a couple other people chiming in saying, hey, man, I want to get in. Let me get in. Uh, so the energy is there. It's this organic feeling of something that is coming that's about to be pretty awesome. So we want to be on the ground floor for it. And, you know, I think it's going to be a uh, fantastic opportunity to witness something you know evolve from from day one so oakland roots we're coming we're supporting you ricardo guerra we're coming we're supporting you and uh you know we know that at the end of the day win or lose just this this game alone this whole event is gonna be epic you know, Laney College is going to be off the hook. Saturday, August 31st, you know, they've got a block party. Free admission starts at 3 o'clock. Doors open at 6, 7 p.m. kickoff. You know, 15 bucks per ticket. I mean, let's, let's be serious. Let's go support something that, you know, is 
good for your community, good for the Bay Area, good for the sport. Uh, it's something that's been truly needed. You know, for the kids that are going to be in attendance that day to see something brand new that now they can affiliate with and associate with, that means a lot. And so, you know, I think it's going to be a, a pretty cool thing. So, just looking at the calendar here, I mean, it's not a ton of games. Again, this is new. You know, are there going to be hiccups? Hey, I don't know who's running the organization, but based on what I'm looking at, so far, so good. They're doing all the things right on marketing, you know, the, the partnerships, going out and, and doing stuff in the community. It's a lot of legwork that they've put in already. It's not just like, hey, here's a brand new team that you know nothing about. I mean, they're, they're doing the right things. And so uh, one can only root for that sort of thing. But and hey, they got these memberships. You know, it's one ticket for each of the four home games at Laney College. 49 bucks. So you get early entry, VIP access to Oakland Roots membership events, special discounts on, you know, Oakland Roots merchandise, and a free member gift for members only. So again, August 31st, 2019, 7 o'clock at Laney College. And uh, I'm definitely going to shoot out to that block party. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on. And who knows who we may see. So stay tuned for that. And I'm going to take a little break. After the break, we'll get into some uh, preseason football. Folks, welcome back. This is going to be an interesting NFL season. I think in years past, I don't think I've been this excited to see how this thing's going to shake out. But I'll be honest with you, uh, seeing some of the moves that were made in the offseason, the whole you know Odell Beckham to Cleveland. The whole Cleveland is going to Cleveland this thing up somehow. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. But they look they look dangerous. So we'll see what happens with that whole thing. But Raiders, Niners. And regardless of what side you're on. Uh, I'll, I'll claim my allegiance for those of you that don't know me. I'm a Raider fan. And uh, say what you want. It doesn't matter. We're sports fans. Fanatics. We don't play for the teams. But shit, they're fun to watch, right? Matter of fact, I got to take my, uh, my wife and kids to a preseason game. And, uh, you know, shout out my neighbor, Armando. His wife is the owner of uh, Gala Bakery. So they hooked it up. Gave me his uh, nice nice seats, too. 
So the kids were super appreciative. The first time they'd gone to a game and, you know, as a parent, you kind of wait for that moment where you're like, all right, when will the kids appreciate this? At what age will they understand? And uh, Tatiana's been to a few games now. I've taken her to the A's games. I've taken her to the Warriors games. She's gone to motocross. And I know she enjoys it. She does well. But the football game was that one that I was just kind of hesitant on. Because it's a whole other animal. I mean, the NFL alone is a whole other animal. It's not your standard A's game where, you know, you've got, you know, just game after game after game. Like, no, you're cramming in a season into eight games or in this particular shit. What do we got? Six? Or something around around that, because you know, this is one of those seasons where I think the Raiders, from what I last heard, was that they were the team that was going to amass the most amount of miles traveled this season, and uh, they won't they won't have uh, you know. The, the traditional home games that we've become used to, you know, during Christmas, etc. So, uh, it'll be an interesting season. Uh, super excited. But, you know, with the kids, it's just... You kind of have to wait for that right opportunity or that right moment to be like, okay, I, I'm comfortable with them seeing what they're going to see because part as a parent you it's a balancing act right you want to shelter your kids to a certain degree from certain things then it's like well you can't keep the blinders on at all times and at some point you know they're going to find out about stuff um but shit (laughs) in the raider game you're going to find out about some stuff really quickly and you know the first thing (laughs) that we uh encountered was you know, the, the, the hooting and hollering, man. As soon as we walk in through the tunnel, it's Raiders all the way through. And Tatiana kind of wasn't ready for it. She's like, oh, that's loud. And she was plugging her ears. And I'm like, yep, that's what we do here. We get loud. You know, this is where it's acceptable. This is where you can just cut loose. You know, and nobody's going to look at you sideways. If anything, they're going to look at you crazy for not being part of the noise. You know, because it's a party. And, uh, you know, to be able to take them to that, have some fun. You know, Natalia, bless her heart, that tiny little kid is a firecracker, man. She didn't, she was ready. I think, I think she would have been ready last year. Good grief. I mean, the kid was screaming Raiders the minute she heard it she was banging on the chairs when we scored a touchdown like I didn't even have to give her any instructions on what to do as a fan and that's you know one of those moments where as a parent you're just like nice we can do this more often this is gonna be fun you know as opposed to ooh, I don't know if I can do that again I don't know if I want to expose her to that again so you know just kind of a good test and you know, glad that they got to experience that. A lot of my friends, you know, were chiming in Facebook and Instagram. Oh man, looks like they had a blast. Yeah, they had a great time. You know, as did I, because I was I was actually able to enjoy the game and not be this 
you know, helicopter parents stressing over every little thing that the kids were doing, they were actually paying attention. So, you know, it's uh, refreshing to see that. But uh, anyways, moving on to, you know, just kind of preseason football in general. I mean, Raiders look sharp. And everybody will, you know, say their piece. It's just preseason. It doesn't matter. Um, I've already voiced my displeasure with the preseason for the fact that, you know, you don't see the starters. You get to see, you know, players that want to make a roster, etc., etc. Um, shorten it. Cut the preseason in half. Two games. In practice, you should be able to tell. You know, even me as a coach, I was able to tell. And it was just, all right, I need one or two games tops to see somebody, you know, get it right. And whether or not they deserve a position. You know, at the professional ranks, you should be able to figure that stuff out even faster. You know? So, I mean, watching Hard Knocks, that kid from that that Netflix, Last Chance You. I mean, that dude didn't make it past one episode. Let alone a couple practices, because... You saw it right away. So, boom. Cut dead weight. There's no point to going forward. You know, so... Who knows what the evolution of that whole aspect is, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they shorten it and uh, what that does. I think you'll have less players, you know, concerned about injuries and unnecessary injuries because I'll be honest with you, every season... You're just like crossing your fingers, hoping that one of your stars doesn't go down. And we've already seen a few this year for some of the teams. So, you know, it, it, it's it's devastating when somebody gets hurt in a game that's absolutely meaningless for your end record. Having said that, Niners, Raiders, both 3 0 in the preseason. Uh, am I showing love for the Niners? No. I'm just stating facts. Not a Niner fan. But, uh, you know, my conversations always... And if you live in the Bay Area and you're on either side of the fence, that's just part of what it is. You're going to talk about it. You know, some of my most heated conversations stem from that. And I swear... <laughs> It's just one of those things where you, know, you can't start a conversation about one team without interjecting the other. So um, we'll see. We'll see what, what, what happens now. But uh, roster cut downs coming soon. You got to get to 53. Uh, some interesting position battles. Uh, again, I don't claim to know a whole ton about the 49ers because I don't follow them. I don't really pay attention to them. But, I mean, I see the highlights. And uh, outside of that, you know, I can, you know, root for, you know, my home team. My, you know, specific uh, you know, group of players that I, that I back all the time. Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, it ain't going to be the same, but hey, it's not the players that are making the decision. As a player, 
if you're not getting put into a position where your ownership is trying to take care of you, then yeah, you got to go. You know, for the Raiders, uh, hey, the whole Oakland situation, that's a whole nother conversation, but it didn't work out. And I'm, you can't blame the players. Can you point the fingers at ownership? Absolutely. 100%. Do it. Point, 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 point. You know, are we right in wanting them to stay here? Absolutely. You know, it's going to be devastating to see a team go. But for the athletes themselves, yo, that stadium is dated. You need new digs. I mean, I've seen professional, you know, soccer teams that don't have half the budget with some really nice, really nice setups. And so... You know, it's like you get a little envious when you see some stuff like that. You're like, yo, I'm three times better, four times better, whatever the case may be, right? You're going to be like, how come I don't have that? I should have that. I'm a professional athlete. So, you know, it's just a a miss on every every level from the city of Oakland, etc. to ownership that just couldn't get a deal done. But, um... You know, roster cut downs will be fun. Of course, there's always going to be some, you know, decisions that you're like, ooh, man, I was hoping maybe this person, this person. The one person I'm rooting for is uh, Keelan Doss from Alameda. So, you know, the kid's been a staple on Hard Knocks. Everybody's rooting for the kid. He's a local guy. You know, even Gruden, you know, is rooting for the kid. So to see that would be amazing uh and the kid can ball out i mean you see it you hear people talking about him so you know that should be interesting uh antonio brown with the whole foot situation helmet situation i had this conversation at the gym the other day and i I, all i'm thinking is that again if i'm wrong fantastic but i'm still entitled to my opinion and to my you know potential scenario here so here it goes somebody's gonna come around and manufacture a helmet that antonio brown is going to love that will get approved by the nfl and that's not right now he's gonna take he's not gonna retire just stop right there he's not gonna you know want to lose 30 million dollars over uh, a freaking helmet let's let's be real here um if he does and shit maybe he does he need to get his head checked but that's not happening um what i think may happen is that a company will come along develop a proper helmet that he can play in feel comfortable in and not only meet or exceed standards for nfl testing but maybe even become the prevailing helmet that now because Antonio Brown's got it on and he's endorsing it hey maybe he's on to something and maybe it becomes something that he's investing in or invested in and you know I know the NFL always wants their cut but you don't just do this for no reason like what's the end game you don't just go and be like oh well uh (laughs) 
I need a new helmet and uh, I need this particular brand like yeah well it's comfortable it's what you're comfortable playing in it's what you feel secure in um, there's got to be something to that that's bigger than just uh, I'm not wearing that helmet so that's kind of my take on that we'll see where that goes but um yeah, let's just get this whole season rolling. Uh, I'm anxious. I'm extremely anxious. You know, I'm a big John Gruden supporter. Uh, last year was tough. And it was tough because I think, you know, the expectations were so high when he signed that contract. You're just like, how is it even possible that this guy's just going to come in? He had to cut everything out you gotta cut the fat you gotta do it your way and he came into a situation where he didn't have full control and you can't blame the guy for that but if you know anything about him if you i mean i read his book a couple years ago and uh you know his journey his story is you know fascinating to me and the fact that they now keyed in on you know, on, on Hard Knocks, the, the what was it, second episode about, you know, Sean McVay from the Rams and how his story is pretty similar to how John Gruden broke in, you know, that I think, that element alone is just fascinating. You know, McVay, I mean, they said it, the kid wanted to get into football, so they made him a secretary just to get him in the building. That's like me going over to Apple and say, "Hey, um, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna get on the team. I have absolutely zero skill, but uh, I'll put some screen protectors on all the phones for you." And then ten years later, I am leading, you know, an entire department at Apple. Like that's ridiculous. But when you know football, and again, that's why you know I always go back to it's like. If you know something or if you're passionate about something, go after it. Go get it. And uh, find a way to get in and bust down the damn door. Because who knows what that's going to look like. There's a lot of stories out there like that. You know, there's a lot of doors waiting to be busted down by the unconventional method. You know, I remember one of uh, one of the coaches I used to work with. He's like, coach. It's like every once in a while you got to go in the back door. He's like, here's a way to get in without having to jump through all those extra hoops. He's like, once you get in the back door and you and they see what you're capable of, they're not going to have a, a, a choice but to bring you on. And then they'll work around all the red tape and logistics and all that stuff. So, hey, man. Just one of those things. But, uh, you know, I think Gruden is a very intelligent man. I think the fact that Derek Carr is all bought in, you know, is refreshing. The fact that he is able to, you know, now not just be, you know, (laughs) drinking from a fire hose, but at this point, he's able to now coach it in a fashion you know, where, where he's got it locked in, he's dialed in, he knows what he's looking at. You know, it's like when, when the movie The Matrix, you know? 
And all of a sudden, the, the, the code, you know, wasn't just the code anymore. I mean, that's, that's really what we've got here with Derek Carr. You've got, you know, Neo believing and understanding and seeing things that he couldn't see before. That's going to be scary, and that's what I'm excited for. So we'll see what this uh, football season has in store for us. But uh, let's get a couple more hard knocks in because this show has been pretty legit. I'm excited. Every time the thing opens up, I'm ready to run through a freaking wall when Gruden starts coming. I mean, how epic is the quote when he just says, hey, everyone's got a dream, blah, blah, blah. He said, I'm not into that anymore. He's like, I'm into fucking nightmares. And if you've got an old school bone in your body as an athlete, oh man, I can think of a couple guys right now that would salivate at the opportunity to hear a coach give them that. Nightmares. Be someone's nightmare. Be that thing that keeps someone up at night, that wakes them up in the middle of the night because they know you're coming. (laughs) Bro, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. But you got to play the games, right? So, again, interesting, exciting, uh, great for TV. And Gruden alone, I think, does a fantastic job. Jonathan Abrams, that kid's a freaking... Just walking comedy act. And then the whole Caliendo thing coming in and impersonating John Gruden. I want more of that. I want to see those two dudes on TV just have their own show. Period. I would I would watch that. Hands down. So preseason football. Let's get it done. Let's move on. Let's get the season going. And uh Let's see what else happens. What else is going on? Oh, crap. I almost forgot. (laughs) Andrew Luck retiring. What? Andrew Luck just drops a bombshell on Indiana. And and not only that, it's during the game that the announcement comes out. And he's apparently on the sidelines talking to players. And everybody's just like going about their business like, yeah, all right, nothing to see here. But when the word got out and people in the stadium saw their phones and Twitter's blowing up and you got Bleacher Report and The Athletic and everything's just going off. Boom, boom, bing, 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 bing. Dude, the fans started booing this man. Straight booing. Indiana. Sorry, not Indiana. Indianapolis. You gotta do better. What kind of shit is that? You gonna boo a guy? Guy's been injured. 
The guy continues to get hurt. The guy's been sticking his goddamn neck out for your for your entertainment. And is no longer willing to do that. He doesn't want to end up a goddamn vegetable. And you guys want to turn him into a goddamn pariah? Like, what is that? Why are you booing this dude? Get a grip. Holy crap, man. I've never seen anything like that. But, (laughs) wow. Andrew Luck retires and boom the NFL landscape changes immediately how's that for a for a uh, gift falling in your lap as a backup quarterback hey uh, remember how you thought you were just going to be sitting on the bench the whole season and uh, maybe getting you know fourth quarter reps if we're up by like 20 or 30 yeah no uh it's full go right now you're the starter (laughs) what (laughs) holy crap that dude's gotta call his mom and his dad to make sure (laughs) that he's not getting punked that is unbelievable unbelievable so there you go, 2019 football. It's going to be nutty. And regardless of where you fall, man, hey. Watch a game, watch two, just consume it. It's football, it's a good distraction. Too many crazy things going on outside. So uh, let's see what happens. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So, wrapping things up, this last segment is one that is, uh, how would you categorize this? Annoying? I don't know if that's the right word, but... Abrasive? Nah, that's crap too. Yeah, I think annoying will do for now. We can we can discover another adjective for this later. But um, shitty drivers. Wow. Where do I start? Um, well, actually, <laughs> I actually know exactly where to start. So probably about. Four or five years ago, I'm driving on the interstate. I'm on the five coming back from SoCal. I think I'm driving by myself. Yes. Actually, so so yeah, I'm driving by myself. Um, uh, And at that moment, I had probably done multiple 
drives down within the span of the last four or five months. And I want to say that this last one was just like, you know, where you get to a point in your life where like, okay, like something needs to be done. Something needs to be said. And hell, I could have probably started my podcast that day. Because I remember (laughs) turning my phone on and starting to record myself just go on this epic rant about people not knowing how to drive on the interstate. I mean, just absolutely, I mean, I'm cussing a mile a minute. You know, I'm looking at the camera, eyes bulging out. I'm just losing it because probably the last, (laughs) the last hour I was just dealing with people that don't understand the rules. And I, it felt like it was a magnet, you know, attached to my car, just bringing all the, the, the stupidity to me. I mean, for those of you that drive daily, like, you know, long distances, long distances especially, um, man, my hat's off to you. I don't know how you do it, because road rage is real. And, you know, especially here in, in the Bay... And in California, overall, like, you know, it, it's a real thing. But, you know, I've had to learn to temper myself because people are crazy. You know, now if you honk at somebody or you flash your high beams or you just even look at somebody sideways, it might be a chance. That's the last time you honked. And uh, I don't know about you, but I like living, so make smarter decisions. Find alternate ways to uh, discuss these things, hence this pod. Um, (laughs) But man, on the five, and people are just driving like straight idiots. First off, If you go the speed limit, congratulations. Nice job. Uh, Move over. Stay to the right. God, if there was one thing that people need to understand. Stay to the right if you're not moving at the pace of everything else. Figure it out. It's that one sign that every every time I see it, I'm like, dude, can you just make that like 10 times bigger? Just that one sign. Just blow it up 10 times. You know, put it in LED freaking Vegas style lights, like just flashing slower traffic. Keep right. Like I want it to be so annoying that you're going to look at it and you're going to realize like, oh crap. (laughs) I need to move over. That would fix three quarters of the problems. 
Cause I swear if I have to pull up behind another minivan that's doing the speed limit with a wide open lane on the right hand side and no cars in front of it. Whoo, man. <laughs> so frustrating. Just move. If you're listening to this and it's your mom, tell her to move. If it's your dad, tell him to move. Matter of fact, be their visual aid. Look behind you, and if you have 10 cars sitting behind you and there's nobody in front, say, hey, mom, I think you need to move over. There's like 10 cars behind you. And yes, we can pass on the right. Easy. That's not the point. It's not even the way you're supposed to pass. You're not supposed to pass on the right. Hence the sign. Slower traffic, keep right. And what do you see every day when you get on the damn freeway? A lane that's supposed to be the quote-unquote fast lane is clogged up. And the right lane furthest from you, that one over the years has become the fast lane. That is until you've got oncoming merging vehicles. And then you've got to start turning the thing into a, a dodgeball contest. It's so frustrating. And I get it. Hey, you don't have to drive 100 miles an hour. But every once in a while, you need to step on it. Right? But if everybody just followed those basic rules, just, hey, if you're driving slower, move over. And don't take it personal that somebody's going faster than you. And don't get mad at them. Just follow the rules. Slide over. Because if everything was meant to go 65, they wouldn't add the extra... What do you got? 75, 85, 95, 105. I mean, some of these cars are pushing 140. What is that for? So you can go fast every once in a while. If you get caught, hey, that's your stupid ass's fault. But just move over. Oh, <laughs> almost forgot the most important part of that. Use your goddamn blinker. Just use it. We as a society have yet to develop telepathic powers to be able to tell what the hell it is you're thinking about when you're driving. And if at the last minute, fraction of a second, 
your brain decides to activate and say, oh yeah, I gotta go left here. Without notifying people, guess what's gonna happen? So just use the blinker. Just pretend there's like a fly on your steering wheel or something and you gotta flick it off. Like really that's all the energy that you need. And actually probably less. Like you could accidentally hit the blinker if you're trying to swat the fly. Let's be serious. But that thing just, man. I don't know, maybe they need to relocate the blinker. Where should the blinker go? So that you can tell someone that you have abruptly decided to make a life-altering decision to turn one way or another. If you got that idea, let me know. Let's make this thing better. Let's fix it. And uh, I think the last thing on just driving in general. You ever get in the wrong lane only to realize the minute the light turns green, you're going to have to then cut back two or three because you messed up. Just wait. Don't force the issue. If you screwed up, guess what? Eat it. Wait there. You screwed up, not us. Wait until everything is clear and then cut back across. But I swear to God, I've seen people get into the wrong lane all of a sudden they're like oh crap I have to be in the furthest lane from where I'm currently at I am going to just ram my car through these three other lanes and hope that everybody lets me through it causes traffic it causes road rage and you immediately lose all credibility as a competent driver and hey I'm not tooting my own horn saying I'm the world's best driver in no way shape or form it's not where I'm going with this all I'm saying is I actually understand the rules and so if I'm on the interstate and I see a guy doing a buck and I'm doing 80, the last thing I need that guy doing is moving to the right because me, I slide over and I let him through and he goes on his merry way. No issues. Now, if he gets caught three miles down the road at 100, hey, buddy, that's your fault. I'm going to let you slide, though, because I'm not the one enforcing it. Every once in a while, I got to step on it, too. But if you screw up, wait. 
let people go, and then you can correct your mistake, not the other way around. Because boy, it gets frustrating watching somebody trying to rectify something. And you've got 30 cars looking at you. Like, look at this shit right here. Wow. And you're going to get that one guy or that one girl that's just going to... They're not going to put up with it. And Lord have mercy on your soul when that person decides to (laughs) interact with you. Because if you're also not cut out for confrontation... And somebody approaches you in that in that fashion, it's almost like like throwing gasoline on a fire. It's like the idiocracy, the idiocy becomes just that much more profound. Have you ever seen somebody when they get rattled? They messed up and they and you honk at them. And so now instead of fixing their mistake, they're just making it worse because they've got all this pressure on them. Oh my god. This is why I need that camera. I'm gonna have to get the camera and start recording this stuff because, man, some of you guys out there just don't get it. But, anyways, I wanna move on. I think 15 minutes talking about drivers is uh, enough for today. But send me your worst driving experiences. And let's talk about them. See you on the way out. All right, folks. Well, we are at that point where it's time to call it a night. Appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to my podcast. Uh, had a lot of fun. You know, the opportunity to kind of get all that stuff out of your head and, you know, throw it out into cyberspace, if you will. It's always fun. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, look forward to the next episode. We'll get into some, you know, actual football hopefully here and then uh oakland roots will have already probably played their first game do a little recap on that uh if there's anything you guys want to talk about man if you want to come on the pod let me know bring it down uh you know just get in and uh talk about some stuff so again appreciate all of you listening in and uh thank you for listening to the Pata Sucias Podcast. Catch you next week.